returning to St. Michael's. Happy New Year. Please stand. Lord, we're just so grateful for renewal and for refreshing, and we thank you for this new year. And we just come before you today humbly. And Lord, we're just so thankful to be in this place.
God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, you all are children of desires and hours. From you know us Cleanse our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfect and worthily magnify your Holy Name. Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we, cel- as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution, remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace, consolation of his Holy Spirit.
this moment right now and take this time to respond to what God has done. Thank you, God, for sending your son to deliver us, God. Thank you, God, that we have grace and we have freedom in your name. And we get to respond to you every day. We get to be a part of what you're doing, God, and we're overwhelmed.
together our comment. Almighty God, you've poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light enkindled in our hearts may show forth in our lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? All right. I want everybody to reach out your hands and pray for me as we pray for these young people as they go off to Sunday school. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would watch over all these young people, fill them with your knowledge and strength and wisdom. Lord God, inspire their hearts for a great life in your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 63, verse 7, commencing. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has bestowed. Thanks be to God. Please stand. Is it better? Okay. 
second reading this morning is taken from the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 14, commencing. Inasmuch, then, as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 13. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When Joseph arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother. And go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when Joseph heard that Archelaus was returning over Judea, was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be The Old Testament from Genesis forward points forward to the Savior who would save the world. Isaiah passage this morning speaks so clear that for he said, surely there are my people, children who will not lie. So he became their Savior in all their affliction 
he was afflicted. Isn't that amazing? In his love and his pity, he redeemed them, and he bore them and carried them all the days of old. That's what makes him a Savior. That's what makes him so unique as our God to all the other gods of other religions. Is he, didn't, uh, he didn't let us off, but he took upon him the sins of the whole world and died for us. That's an amazing proposition for sure. Well, I want to uh, speak to you just a little bit this morning about the new year. And uh, normally every new year we have this conversation and I ask, how are you doing? Resolutions are made on New Year's. And they set or don't, depending on if we make them and if we follow them, they set our path. They, they're like a, a, a script you write that you can try and follow. They're like a exercise routine that we can become very beneficial for you rather than just going into a weight room and looking around and saying, what should I do first? We can see where we're going by comparing our progress to these resolutions that we made. They're wonderful for teaching and for fellowship as we share and open our own lives to each other in our home groups. They're a pattern, as I said, for prayer. How can you just pray without having some kind of a, a format to pray by? So I want to ask you, you know, if you look at these things, these are all things that they did in the beginning of the church. They had teaching and fellowship. They were sharing meals together and the breaking of bread. They were in prayer together. They weren't lone rangers, but there was a great emphasis on them as a people of God. I was so blessed to see you this morning. I did not anticipate my, my failure, completely my failure, because it's New Year's Day. And so many people abuse New Year's Eve, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, additionally, it's a it's another reason the world gives us to do anything but serve the living God. And so, when I look out at each one of you, I'm, you're just a special blessing to me this morning. You're just a special person, and I'm so excited to be here with you, and that you would take this time which so many just won't do. And I think the Lord is really blessed as well, I might add. Now, we make our resolutions, and then we have to ask 
uh, ourselves. How did we do in those? What were the results? It says in the Word that if you cry out, you'll be saved. We all experienced that or we wouldn't be here. <laughs> but th- th- that that whole process is, is an ongoing process. You know, and I love the people who acknowledge it. We leave... We we live our lives openly before you, and we're the first to acknowledge when God saves our bacon one more time, you know, because we all fall short of the glory of God. Who do you think you are? All have fallen short of the glory of God. But praise be to God, because... He's there, and his whole purpose in life is to be that support for us. He wants to do what you can't do. And so the only thing he's looking for is effort. And that effort demonstrates a love that you have for him. And he doesn't expect you to love him more than he loves you. I guarantee you, you don't even have to worry about that. He loves you so much, so much more. There are times in our lives where we're very close to him, and we have just this tremendous uh, affinity for him. There's other times where we're not. Things are going really well, and we tend to maybe get a little estranged even. But through all that, he is there, and he is the constant, and he is the standard. And so he set down resolutions, and he encourages us to set down resolutions and to follow a path that we can improve our lives day by day. So here we're starting a new year, and I'm going to ask you to do the same thing. What is your resolution or resolutions this year? And have you gone back or will you go back and just look those over? That's what the season of Advent was all about. That's what the season of Lent is really about. And and so now as we as we, we begin to uh, anticipate this, we're still in the whole celebration of his coming, which I'm for. I'm not anxious to jump into Lent. But inevitably, we'll get there, and it'll be that time once again where we can, you know, you want to talk about a purpose-driven life. I think that's where you start. Not where you ask, what has he done for you lately? But you ask, what have I done for him lately? And so looking as that church began the first time, we see this pattern that's going on. They're in constant fellowship. They share things in common. Their emphasis is in prayer and meeting the needs of others who have less than them. Most people discount the the tremendous effort that the early believers made into feeding the poor. 
There were terrible times in Jerusalem. There were plenty of people without. And I think it was a it created a synergy. It created a, 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 a hidden power when they did that, when they served others, when they looked to see what Christ had done and began doing those things as best they could. I think it's what really powered up the church. And if you look at the situation they found themselves in, and it is there is there's no logical explanation why Christianity ever grew. It's a heart thing. And God just breathed upon it because the people gave it themselves and laid down their lives in a different way perhaps than had ever occurred before for many. And so the result was, because of this, because their attitude that the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And just so I catch everybody here, those of you who may not have totally bought into the Lordship of Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you to right now this morning. Hear the voice of the Holy Spirit calls you. And be open to have him show you and bring you closer to him. Well, 23 is here now. Right now, the old's gone, it's died, time for new beginnings, another change. Of course, we've spoken many times about how little we like change. It's filled with new challenges. It's also filled with new hope. (laughs) I don't know about you, but it's a great, great time of the year for me where I have just a serious... I guess I go to confession with the Lord... (laughs) And uh, I said, Lord, I want to do better. And I guess I didn't do all that good last year. And I said, Lord, will you just work in me, on me, and hopefully even through me more this year that I might too grow closer and closer to you. So it's the beginning of a new year, a new attempt for a new life, filled with new challenges, filled with new hope. But first, I encourage you, (coughs) go back and finish the old and 
clean it up. Right? Make your list what you're going to make your changes, your resolutions. Begin working on those. I strongly encourage you to persevere in the things that you didn't solve last year. But certainly do something. Because it's the foolish who would do nothing. With a guarantee that the Lord gives you, how could you not move out? How could you not wait for the calendar to turn over where you could come before him and make new resolutions and to recommit to the old? Yes, sir, it's a new beginning. If needed. But for heaven's sakes, do something. A year can be like a lifespan. For some with terminal diseases, it becomes much more acutely that. But for really all, It can have a birth, a middle, and an end, or death. We know it can have 12 parts, 12 months of the year. (coughs) Any way you want to view it, anyway. But do stop and look for it to be a good and prosperous year. Because you really got to try. You know, last year I gave a prophetic word at the (coughs) beginning of the year that there's going to be a year of growth. And boy, you know, I guess I was thinking in terms of my Homes and lands and funds, things growing, but it was nothing about that at all. It was about growing in my ministry and growing in my personage, personage, the person of Douglas Kessler, and uh, just evidence of that is what's going on now on our uh, feeding the poor. I was astonished. (coughs) I was here about a month ago, and then I was here this last week. And, yeah, I realize it's the Christmas week or whatever, but that wasn't it. This thing is getting out of control, Phil. Getting out of our control. And so we need to pray harder than ever that it's in his control. Because it's a good thing. It's an amazing, amazing thing. The notoriety that it must be bringing this ministry here, I just, I was shocked. And I want you to be shocked and as proud 
as I am for what God's doing in our midst. And all we have to do is participate. All we have to do is, you know, in anything we can do, even in our giving, even in our support and our prayer for the people who are actually out here and doing some of the work. Father Ed proves once again to be the incredible man of God he is because he does it all. He's praying for it. He leaves his job early to come here and work it. And uh, Phil and Kelly have carried this thing all these years. I am so stunned and so proud that uh, I have an opportunity to work with people like this. Today I want to ask is, what did you do with your life last year? And what are you going to do with the new life that you've been given this year? It's a great exercise. Some of your age, I mean, look at the transition you're in in, in your life. This is just a wonderful thing for you to meditate on. And some of you are coming out of high school and, are you going to go to college, not go to college? What is it that God wants to enlist you to do for him? For those of us who, you know, now have jobs and and God might be calling us to a Christian vocation. What are your resolutions for 2023? And how are you going to treat them? I thought today, wow, probably a good idea that rather than just go through this in my prayer life to share it with my congregation, to look at some of the resolutions we can make. God to first and foremost recommit to him spiritually I believe that's where it will begin and then to begin contemplating in the next few weeks a new life how am I going to live it out I got through last year. I'm facing one more, at least. And how am I going to use that? What commitments and resolutions are you going to make? Hopefully keep. For how long? Are you going to change your mistakes and continue to or continue to live the way the life that you have been? Is it going to be a year that you give yourself completely to God? The one who gave his life for you. That one. 
just another resolution that falls by the wayside. I had not in any way anticipated this kind of a serious message on New Year's. It just kind of fell on my lap this morning. I know he was talking to me. But you, there's times where you know if you stand in this pulpit that he's talking to you for us. So I want to really encourage you enjoy the New Year's. Hopefully you really enjoyed it last night. Tell you, I fell asleep at 9.30. And when I woke up <clears throat> Some foreign enemy had attacked the White House. It was terrible. They bombed it and took the president hostage. Then I realized it was a movie. Thank God. (laughs) That's all I have to say. (laughs) I want to wish you a very happy new year. Please stand. Let's continue as we recite, should come up here, what we believe. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Brothers and sisters, God humbled himself and became part of the human family and thereby sanctified family life forever. Let us now pray for the needs of our families and for those of the whole world. That the church will continually be open to the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy, that Christian families will glorify God in their homes and be faithful witnesses of him to their neighbors. Lord, in your mercy, 
that governments will protect the institution of marriage designed by God as the union between one man and one woman. Lord, in your mercy, that families torn apart by mistrust, despair, or fear will be reconciled to one another. Lord, in your mercy, that mothers and fathers, like Mary and Joseph, will act out their God-given responsibilities within the family. Lord, in your mercy, that children will be valued as a treasured gift from God. Lord, in your mercy, that families who have been broken by divorce, abuse, or abandonment will be reconciled to one another through Christ, who is able to restore all things. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Become fully human and redeem mankind. Hear our prayer. Give us the grace to walk as Jesus walked. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Peace, Lord, be always with you. Turn and greet your neighbor with peace. Peace. are up on the screen. We do have a women's meeting on the 14th. See Mia or Debbie, Mia Harris or Debbie Powell. There's a men's meeting at 9 a.m. on the 17th of January. You can see Father Lewis about that. And then uh, youth retreat is uh, February 2nd through the 4th. And see Thomas Batterton if you're interested in going. Uh, We do have one thing we want to get you prepared for. We have Sanctity of Life Sunday, which is the 15th. Uh, it's the Feast of Our Lord and Giver of Life. It's a special offering, and I think that is for CEC for Life, isn't it? Is that for CEC for Life? Yes, yes it is for CEC for Life. Uh, last thing, we will begin uh, uh, training again our acolytes starting next Sunday right after church. See me if you have any questions on that. Through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifices of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Together, did I just read that backwards? (laughs) So there you have it. (laughs) Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to give our tithes and offerings. We ask that you would bless them and... um, Bless them in your kingdom and in our own lives. In Christ's name, amen. Joy was set before your eyes, you knew. 
baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. It's made ready for those who love him, for those who want to love him even more. Come if you have much faith. Come if you have little. Come if you've been here often. Come if you haven't been here long. You who tried to follow, you who failed. You come because it's the Lord who invites you. It's his will that those who want him should meet him here. Come to the table. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Do you have any idea how much that bugs the patriarchs sometimes? <laughs> That's not in the rubrics of the Eucharistic prayer, but uh, we did one time, Kristen Madison, it's her fault. And we loved it so much. And why wouldn't you praise the Lord? 
Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, the holy exchange that restores our life has shown forth today in splendor when our frailty is assumed by your word. Not only does human mortality receive unending honor, but by this wondrous union, we too are made eternal. And so with the company of choir of angels, we praise you. And with joy, we proclaim. gifts to make them holy so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for he's given up to death the death he freely accepted he took bread broke it and gave it to his disciples and he said take ye this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me when supper ended he took the cup again he gave thanks and praise He gave the cup to his disciples, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died, Christ Christ is risen, and Christ Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig. Just touch him and heal him, Lord, his spirit, his soul, and his body. And watch over him, he who leads us. And all the clergy, remember, Lord, those who are sick and firm in spirit, soul, or body. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. And as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. 
have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, the martyrs, all the saints who have gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father. Jesus taught us to call God our Father. We have courage to pray. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. The Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. Feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb.
Well, you can imagine when uh, I felt the Lord said, no, God, we're not going to do a new resolution this year. We'll go back and finish the old one. And he said, I said, well, Lord, I didn't do too well on that. He said, just reach your hand right out here, Doug. So we'll try it again. I think I'll do better. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking ruin of our souls. Remember this. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. God loves you. He's forgiven you. He's not angry at you. And he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.